This is Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara from American Financial Security and American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor. With the variety and sheer number of investment choices available and the new tax laws phasing into effect, are you financially prepared for retirement and saving in taxes the way you want to be? For many years, Ron and Barbara have been an integrated financial and tax preparation and planning firm, providing their clients not only with ways to make money, but also to keep more of it. Listen in as they discuss common financial questions and concerns and provide the facts on the new tax laws going into effect for individuals and businesses. And now, here are Ron and Barbara to help you find out how to move towards a more informed and confident financial future. Welcome to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. How are you today, Barbara? I'm great. How about you, Ron? Hey, doing well. Hey, you know, now that tax season is pretty much uh, ended, meaning for all of you listening out there, um, all of you that had extension or were on extension, either with a business or personal taxes. You're either filed or you're late. Or you're late. (laughs) But now now that officially uh, 2018 tax preparation is over, Mm -hmm. we thought it would be really beneficial because sometimes people get into a real tax pickle and we call it a tax bomb hits somehow. And we're going to talk about these tax bombs that might affect you during a given tax year. So as we all know, everyone is earning their money or taking their income for 2019 And during these last few months of 2019, there's still some opportunity to have a get yourself in a tax pickle Mm -hmm. or have a tax bomb experience that might hit you next year when you file for 2019. So we're going to talk about that today. Okay, so. Congratulations, Barbara, on a fantastic, you and your team on another fantastic tax year. A very, very busy extension end for both the corporations, small businesses, and of course, all of the corresponding personal returns for people involved in those. I I like in our office that you talk quite frequently to either our investment clients about tax situations. Mm-hmm. Or to our team or during our seminars or radio in our articles that we publish, you're constantly talking about what really makes up a tax return. Mm -hmm. And in, in actuality, regardless of the kind of return you're talking about, your business return, your personal return, there are really only three elements that are pertinent to every return. There's income from a variety of sources. We can talk about those in a few minutes. There are the deductions you have against that income. And then there are the taxes you have withheld or the payments that you make towards that tax bill. But those are really the three working pieces. You have income, you have deductions, and you have taxes paid in or withheld. can all come together to create a surprise or something unexpected. You know, really, Ron, just as a as a outcropping, if you will, of life happening. Yep. 
And that's really when we always say, if you don't normally do tax planning because you're kind of set, you think you're kind of set, there's nothing that'll get you into tax planning faster than a life change, a divorce, a death, a baby, a grandparent moving in with you, a new job, uh, retiring, inheriting something. I mean, these things impact our lives and we don't always think about, sometimes we're just so busy paddling through life. We don't really think about the individual aspects of our life as how they get reflected on that old pesky tax return. Yes. And one of the things that I've always just so much appreciated about you and your style is the fact that you encourage, and our tax team as well, you encourage all of the people that we do tax work for to utilize your and our knowledge Mm -hmm. during the year. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I tell clients. There's there's two types of tax Mm -hmm. preparers. One is you go in and see them once a year before April 15th. They report what you did. And they report what you did. (laughs) And we've even heard that there's tax preparers that really don't ask any questions. Correct. And also people that have had their taxes done during the year, never talk to their tax person again during the year. We are completely different. Exactly. This is is the other type of tax preparer is where you get true tax planning during the year as well. And we really encourage that because as you've said many times, life still happens. Exactly. And people have stuff. And and even if you do some tax discussion and planning of withholding and so forth during your tax appointment, maybe February, March, April, well, not a lot of tax planning happening in April. Now you're kind of down to crunch. But, you know, you may be having discussions with the person you work with as you file And then they close their office and you have things that happen in June or July or September or November and they're nowhere to be found because they won't open again until January for the new season. So, you know, one of the things I'd like to tell all of our listening audience, and of course, Ron, you hinted to this a minute ago, is the way we work here at American Financial Security is we charge what our clients consider a very fair price for a comprehensive tax preparation during the spring or an extension period. But then our clients have access to me. They have access to our team all during the year at no charge. I always tell people, I don't want you to come in in March and we have a tax bomb because you were afraid to call me in September when you thought about selling that rental because you thought I would charge you. And some firms do. They charge by the quarter hour, 20 minutes, kind of like a law firm. That's not the way we operate here. I want our clients to have access to good planning to have a sounding board for some of their discussions. Perhaps we have an opportunity to influence the timing of some of the things that they're thinking about that will really be advantageous tax-wise. And we just don't charge for that because I don't want that to be in the way of people having the information they need to make good, informed decisions. So let me 
Let me bring up a scenario and then we will start talking about these different tax bombs. Okay. Yesterday, um, I was having a very amazing discussion with with an investment client. Mm -hmm. And uh, the discussion led to, of course, him taking out his required minimum distributions from all of his different IRAs. And it led to a continuation of saying, hey, I got pretty large balances in these IRAs. Maybe we should start giving some of this money away to our kids or converting some of this money to Roth IRA mm-hmm. to minimize taxation going forward right. on some of this IRA money. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, well, let me go see if our resident tax expert is available. And I came to your office and mm-hmm. you were you finishing up something with another client and you came in and we had this amazing discussion with this client, not only about his investments, which I work with all the time, mm-hmm. but the possible impact of some of these decisions that they are considering in using some of his IRA money to to fund. Right. And one of those, and we can just jump right into it, is, mm-hmm. okay, hey, I want some of that Roth. Well, something unique about a Roth conversion and a Roth a traditional IRA has not been taxed yet. Right. For our listening audience, that's the one where you put money in now, you get a tax break now, but you will pay for that income when you take it out later. Yes. And a Roth IRA is something that we really, really like, but Mm -hmm. it's not for everyone. Right. A Roth simply means that if you have a traditional IRA, you convert it to a Roth IRA by taking paying all of the taxes up front. And then it becomes a tax-favored account where once you eat that tax once, now that balance, the tax has been paid, now all the growth going forward, provided you wait five years before you touch it, five years from the first Roth account you ever have, then it, so tax, it's great for legacy. Tax-free it's great forward. for tax-free money to be able to access later, right? But it can create a tax bomb, possibly in the year that you do one of those conversions. Sure. And we're going to talk about that as soon as we come back from a break. Okay. So stay right there. We will be right back. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from American Financial Investments by visiting AmericanFinancialSecurity.net or calling us at 928-771-8368. And welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. You know, we ended and went to break talking about a topic of converting a traditional IRA 
to a Roth, doing the Roth conversion that was very big uh, a decade ago or so. And actually, it's coming back into favor now because kind of taxes are on sale with the new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act tax reductions. So many people are thinking, hmm, maybe while taxes are a little bit lower, I might just convert. So for this person, we looked at, and we're going to do some more detailed planning on different amounts and so forth, but took a look at that and said, well, what if we take $100,000 and convert that? Here's a situation where that person was not required to report a lot of income. So now if we take $100,000... They have very nice social security. Guess what? 85% taxable. Oh, well, that hasn't happened before. So I'm not just paying tax on this $100,000 I converted, but now I may also be picking up $20,000-$30,000 of additional taxable income from social security, which at a different income level was not taxed. So the income can come together in a lot of different ways and create not only tax on itself, but additional tax on other income. So, I mean, it's it's a very good idea to consider. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things he wanted to come in and talk to us about was, OK, I'm thinking of doing this. Mm-hmm. And what is the impact from a tax standpoint if I do that? So. Thank goodness we're a team that is does his investments, their investments, and also do strategic tax planning for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we'll be able to help him make some really wise decisions and see if it makes sense to do a hundred thousand, maybe even two hundred thousand of a conversion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. And related to the Roth conversion, Ron, if you don't mind, I'll just stay with the topic of these required distributions, which is one of the things we were looking at. Required distributions begin at 70 and a half, the year you turn 70 and a half. This can also add income you're not really accustomed to seeing on your tax return. And so we can plan for however much you're now going to have to take out of your IRAs. And that depends on, you know, how old you are and how long you're going to live and how well your IRA investments are performing. So it's a different amount every year. But darn it, you know what happens a lot in the first couple of years when somebody is just making that changeover? They miss it. They have money invested somewhere. They don't tell them I have to take my IRA. And guess what? The investment company misses it. Now, well, in the worst sense, that could be a real tax bomb because the IRS imposes a 50% penalty. That means 50% of whatever you were supposed to take out can actually become tax. So... If your required minimum distribution is $20,000 and you miss it. Mm-hmm. Their wow. starting point is $10, you owe us $10,000. Now, when it happens the first time. That's the penalty. Mm-hmm, that's the penalty. When it happens the first time, we can traditionally write a waiver, request a penalty abatement, and get out of that penalty. That's the good news. 
the potential downside of that is that very next year, because you say, oh my gosh, I missed that last year. Darn it. Well, take it as soon as you realize you missed it. And then, oh, by the way, you still have to take that current year. So now you may have created a situation where, again, you've doubled the amount of income you have to report, even if you're able to skirt the penalty for missing it for the previous year. With the time we have in this Mm -hmm. segment, let's talk about another potential tax bomb that we find. We we have a lot of investors out there and tax clients that have rentals. Rental properties, you bet. They love having rentals, um, either commercial buildings or residential uh, Mm -hmm. holdings. Yep. And then all of a sudden they decide, hey, let's just sell that. Let's let's get rid of that house. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of that commercial Had a bad building. Experience with a tenant, or let's I don't really feel like it. maintaining it anymore, or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to sell it. And they think, oh well, I've had it for a long time. I'm not going to make a lot of money on that. There's some. There can be some tax bomb surprises there. Absolutely. And the first one Describe is... Describe those to us, Barbara. Yeah, the first one really, you know, most people would think, well, I bought it for 200000 I'm going to sell it for three and a quarter. Okay, I'm going to have some capital gains. But I've owned it for a long time. So those will be long-term capital gains, right? Sure. On part of the sale. But as anybody who has a rental knows... You have a tax advantage every year of being able to write off wear and tear on the rental, and that is called depreciation. Well, that's a regular write-off year in and year out. What sometimes people don't understand is now you sell it, guess what? Now you get it back. Now you have to, (laughs) yes, you had those tax benefits all those years. Now, oops, time to pay the piper. And now you're going to be doing what the IRS calls recapturing the tax benefit or the depreciation that you've been enjoying over the years. So this is a big one for us. Most of our clients with rentals, and I actually thought, honestly, I really thought in 20. 18, everybody who had a rental sold one. That's kind of what it felt like. But in actuality, we're working through several right now for some tax planning on some more recent sales. So the sale of rental, you know, if if you have a rental and you're managing it yourself, or even if you have a property management company, if you're not working with somebody who wants to work with you being very proactive This is a critical area because the sale of a rental can really turn into some money. You know, and really one of your strong, you're very, very knowledgeable in many, many different areas, but real estate really goes back to one of the very first careers that you had Mm -hmm. back in Iowa. As a realtor and successful broker and real estate trainer. And, and as tax planning over time, you have a lot of investors that own real estate. Yes. You work with a lot of realtors. And so it comes very, very natural for you to talk and understand and be able to communicate with people on these rentals. Mm -hmm. And help somebody through the discussion of, do we just sell outright? Do is possibly a 1031 exchange on the table? And oh, by the way, not all 1031s are worth it. So 
you know, it's a great opportunity to have some really good discussion and understand what is the impact of this decision you're making to sell. So when we come back from the break, we're going to transition to some other tax bombs. Okay. And one of those is not doing what we call a 1035, which is... Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank <laughs> okay. you. I was thinking insurance. <laughs> okay. Yep. No. You talked about a 1031, but there's also, which is a rental exchanging one property for another Oh, now you're going to throw the mix in on investments. Okay. Okay. So we'll be right back. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call American Financial Investments at 928-771-8368 or visit AmericanFinancialSecurity.net to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how to get the most out of your benefit. So welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. And we're having a discussion today about... What tax bombs. Tax, tax bombs. <laughs> those Those mistakes at the end of the year or during the year that might spike up your tax liabilities Mm -hmm. for the next year when you prepare your or have your taxes prepared. And one of the topics that comes up is uh, different types of investments can have some tax surprises. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the things that some people like to do is uh, choose investments that have some tax deferral. Yes. So like an IRA, Mm -hmm. an IRA, none of the money has been taxed yet. And if you're not taking any distributions out of that, obviously when you start taking money out, it's going to be fully taxable. Correct. Other investments like uh, some, what we call non-qualified annuities and other investments provide, you put savings in that account let's say $100,000, and it grows for three or four years. And the good thing is you've already paid money on the money that you invested in there, the original 100 Right, paid tax on but, that already. But let's say that investment pays you 5% each year, mm-hmm. okay, in growth, guaranteed growth. Well, if you don't take the interest out and five years later, you're going to have now 125000 or depending on compounding, probably more. Mm-hmm. Well, the 25000 in growth, all of a sudden, if you take out the money or some of the money, the interest is going to come out first. Mm-hmm. The last money in is the first money that comes out, and that can create a tax bomb for people. Exactly. Well, and so it's really I, I nice that you get the deferral. No, the it's IRS. nice that you get deferral. Look, you can earn this money, put that over there, let it grow. You don't have to pay tax on it like the 14 cents each year the bank pays you. You have to report that. This has the deferral and we love the deferral and that growth. But we need to be cautious about planning and the timing of taking that distribution. And as you were saying, some investments, Ron, uh, for those who who like the deferred growth and when the period of investment is over and they still don't need that money, 
Some of those investments can be rolled over, including the growth, to start over on a new time period. And so you have another opportunity then to say, do I want to take some of my growth out or not? And when, so that we can manage the taxability of it. One of your one of your famous quotes is not all money is created equal. Correct. So just by our example that we just talked about, IRA money, none of it's been taxed yet. Mm-hmm. Let's say you um, all of a sudden are going to receive different monies from an inheritance. And we see that. Well, if it's from, if grandma passes away and grandma had a life insurance policy and you're going to get some of that life insurance policy, guess what? That money you get tax free. Mm-hmm. But if grandma had an IRA and now you're going to get some of grandma's IRA, not tax free. And if grandma was over 70 and a half and she was drawing on that IRA, then you will be required to draw on that, which will give you new additional income that you really should put into your planning. If if grandma had a non-qualified annuity, then we would want to take a look and you're going to receive some of that. Then some of that money might be taxable, the growth. Mm-hmm. Some of it might be non-taxable to you when you receive it from grandma. Mm-hmm. So- Not all money is created equal, and it can create a tax liability for you if you inherit that money, decide that you want to reinvest it, or take it, or must take it, it might create another possible tax bomb for you. Mm -hmm. So if we look at income, you know, we've covered a lot of the different kinds of income now that you've hit the inheritance. Another one I'd like to talk on just really quickly is from a broker statement. Lots of times you don't pay much attention to the broker statement. Lots of times you may be invested in something that pays dividends largely in the fourth quarter. So you look at your statements. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. Okay, okay, this is good. Oh, holy camoles. And you get that fourth quarter statement when? January. And what if on that 1099, now you have interest you didn't know about, dividends, not all of them qualified. Wow, some of the investments did well last year, so they cast off some capital gain distributions. And oh, by the way, you've given your advisor the the uh, okay to make trades for you. And there's a lot of gains that show up, none of which probably has had any withholding. So the broker statement can be the source of a potential tax bomb because it's a surprise. How, how, how about gambling? Oh yeah. And gambling, you know, has really Just, changed because hey, it's when, towards the end of the year, yeah, let's, let's yeah, go let, do that. Let's go shoot and over you, to Vegas. And you win some money and you have not tracked any of your costs of gambling during the year, you run to Bucky's, you run to Cliff Castle, you go somewhere, and you don't really pay attention. You don't have a game card, so you just go in, you spend money, you don't really keep your receipts. Well, gambling, remember, is income. It goes into income, the gross amount, the losses or the cost of your gambling can be accounted for up to your winnings if you have win-loss statements. 
that show you actually lost money or broke even. But the darn thing is, is first you post the income, adds all that up. That also may impact Social Security, put you in a higher looking bracket. And then it's Schedule A where you put your gambling losses in. But you know what? Schedule A is really not as vital for many people anymore because the standard deduction has gone up. So if your gambling costs are five to 10,000, you maybe got hurt a little bit because now you got the higher standard deduction and you didn't get the additional write-off. So gambling is one of those other things that can create some surprises. So if, if you have any potential tax bombs going on in 2019 and you just don't know what or how that's going to affect you, Give us a call. We're at 928-771-8368. We love the planning process because it puts you in a much better position of information and control. You guys have a great week and thank you for joining us with Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Give your financial future a jumpstart and call this week for your complimentary strategy session. Call 928-771-8368 or visit their website at afsprescott.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and tax services are offered through American Financial Security. American Financial Investments and American Financial Security are affiliated companies. American Financial Investments American Financial Security, Ron Stevenson, Barbara Clark Stevenson are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government entity.